Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, and welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and uh, I am here today with sidekick Brad. Say hi, Brad. Hi, Brad. Hi, Brad. I got Psychic Brad has an official title now on, so, underneath his, underneath his head. It's <laughs> you are officially Sidekick. Even my parents know you as Sidekick. We finally got the contract signed. So <laughs> I was holding out. I was holding out. Holding out. Yeah. Uh, it was so, an extra five bucks I wanted. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so uh, welcome everybody. And uh, so I got I got Brad all fired up before the podcast. Um, I've been a little feisty the last couple days, and so he let me have it right before. So he's nice and feisty for all of you. Hey, it's good. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just drawing my boundaries. That's it. That's good what boy. you tell me to do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Um, so, oh, uh, so today, you know, there's a lot of topics. There's a lot of things, obviously, that we have to come up with, and there's always material and everything that happens every day in my world in matchmaking and in coaching, there's always material everywhere. So it's never hard. But, uh, yesterday when I was trying, well, I actually wasn't thinking about topics, but a friend of mine, Kim Gatlin had posted something that resonated with me and I had, I saw it and I had started thinking about it. And that's what prompted the topic today. And I want to read you what, uh, what she wrote or what the, the, the quote was. It said, I found that if I pray for God to move a mountain, I must be prepared to wake up next to a shovel. And I loved that. I mean, I just, you know, if, if you pray for God to move the mountain, you got to have the shovel, you got to do the work. And I, and it just made me start thinking about all the places in life that that quote applies. But the biggest place in my world is obviously relationships. And I, I, what came to mind to me was this is one of, I think this happens to be one of the biggest things actually that keep people from finding love and finding the right person is that they're not doing the work. They're not jumping in there. They don't have the shovel and they're not doing the work. What are you laughing at, Brent? Brent came on here and said, you're a Packers fan? Different G, Brent. Different G. Different G. This is Georgia Bulldog. <laughs> but I love it. I'm putting an LOL on that one because I love it. It's not funny. Us Georgia <laughs> fans do not think that's funny at all. Uh, She's grumpy, so don't make it funny. <laughs> I'm just tired. I've got, I, had this, I have this launch that we're talking about uh, at the end of the podcast today. And I've been working really hard on it the last couple of days. Y'all are going to be happy. But um, I'm a little sleepy and a little grumpy. Um, but I promise I won't be grumpy right now uh, because th we're talking about my favorite thing. And so uh, so having said that, so this kind of led me in. This is one of the biggest reasons why people are still single is that they're not doing the work actually that is necessary to not be single anymore or to meet somebody. And, you know, I'm a Christian and I do pray about everything. I That is something that that does sure. does matter to me and is is 100% relevant i pray about everything but we also and and i guess my point was i have a lot of christian friends and i do hear from people a lot and there's always that chord it strikes in me when i hear it and because i can resonate with it and understand yes we do need to pray about things but we also need to take action god 
it requires that we take action that we like like the 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 quote said it, you have to have the shovel right yeah you can't sit at home and wait for the door to be knocked down by the prince on the white stallion right right you still have to get out there and do some work right um and you're not even talking about just that kind of work either you're talking about like getting healthy work all of know? all of the above i mean i do th i i do think that it is important i mean so so often you know people will say you know that they're just waiting for god to send them their person but you're sitting in your house, which not a lot, a lot of us can help right now, but yeah, you're sitting in your house, not going out meeting people or not trying to. And in order for God to send them to you, unless they're the UPS guy or the mailman or the water delivery person, I have your package or your Amazon <laughs> delivery person, which they're never hot. <laughs> Easy. Um, I know. Okay. If I have Amazon delivery people, I apologize. Amazon rocks. Okay. Amazon does. Trust me. We have plenty of sponsorships available, <laughs> uh, but, but, but you can't wait. You've got to take action. So that was my, that, that was one of mine. It wasn't my top one because before the show, Ziggy, our producer here asked me what the topic was. And he said, well, what is the top, what is the top reason? So if there were five top reasons, uh, the number one reason, drum roll, <laughs> how do we know? I, I immediately looked over. We need sound effects here, Ziggy. Do we have drums? Um, we need a mute button. <laughs> I, uh, so, uh, Just mic, mic. <laughs> the number one reason why people are single is that they are not healthy. They're not available. They're not ready when love shows up. And how many times have some of you that are listening and watching lost somebody great, hindsight's 2020, and somebody can say, okay, well, if I lost them, they were never meant to be mine anyway. Yes, we can say that. Or it could have worked out if you were ready. So let's, can I stop you yeah. real quick? How do I know I'm not healthy or how do I know I'm healthy? Because I, I, so I don't think we know. I think we think we are, and we go out there and we get this pattern going, mm -hmm. like you always talk about. We constantly are, are um, I guess, failing, right, or getting frustrated or whatever, and we're still thinking, well, it can't be me. Right. Right? So what are some things that you can tell us to help us understand when we're not healthy? Well, first, it's great. First, the common denominator is always you. So if you keep <laughs> getting in unhealthy relationships, the common denominator is always you. So it, you are a part of the problem. Even if you're attracting problems and you're attracting challenging partners and challenging situations, you're still the common denominator, right? Fair enough. First yeah. great point, you are the, the one thing in this relationship. And the next thing is, is how can you tell? And I do, I will say, Brad, you were 100% correct because I do think a lot of people say, well, I'm healthy, I've done the work, I'm ready. And yet... Sometimes, and then they say this as a counselor, sometimes it's not until you actually get in that relationship, you might be healthy until you're triggered. Right. And we talked about some of that on that attachment, mm -hmm. on the right. attachment podcast about those triggers that, and then you have to be smart enough to notice mm -hmm. what you're doing. Right. Which is also a scale of healthiness. If you right. can look at yourself and Being go, aware. whoa, I probably shouldn't have done that or whatever. Right. Being aware. You have to be aware and present to know that yep. you're you know, to know what's happening and to know when you're being triggered. You know, also, you know, it comes down to 
you are also attracting that person. And there's that whole idea of physics that comes in place of energy. You know, that which you are attracting is also attracting you. It's like magnets. There's two magnets. And, and I've said this before and I'll say it again because it's, it is impactful enough for you to think about if you're watching. Um, no matter what the pattern is, if you find, if you keep attracting people that are not available, you attract people that are narcissists, sorry, if you attract people that uh, abandon you, uh, you attract abusers, there is, there are, there's always a connection back to you. It's either something that's not healed in you, as in the case of attracting, you know, something like abusers and things like that. That is an unhealed wound from your childhood that's not healed. But all the other things, like if you're if you're attracting unavailable partners, you are unavailable. And people don't like to hear that. It's so interesting because it does. It's it's very confusing. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to understand that. Yeah, because you you a lot of times, and as a coach, I've done this for over 25 years, people don't realize where they are unavailable. And sometimes I have to push them and open doors for them so they can see it. And then they realize when you heal that place where you're unavailable, that's when you shut that door and stop attracting those people. You start recognizing it immediately. But there's there's like an awakening that happens, Brad, you so, know, when that when that comes. Because I don't want to spend all the time that we have because you've still got three or four more to go through. But when you say when you say there's a piece of a person that's unavailable, what are some examples of those? Like what what does that mean to be have a certain part of a person be unavailable? Well, unavailable partners come in all forms. I mean, that may be somebody who's unable to commit. Right. Okay. That may be somebody who is uh, physically unavailable. Maybe they're married. Maybe they're in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, that would that would do it. There are plenty of people. I promise you there are plenty of people that go for unavailable people because they're 100% unavailable. Yeah, that makes – now, see that now we're starting – that's starting to make sense. I mean, you even look at – a lot of times there are – married people and people in a relationship that will just go for unavailable people because they also have an attachment to something else and they don't want anybody who's available, but they want to have fun and they want to play and they want to play. I mean, little side, little side action. That's how it happens. Um, so having said that, there are many forms of unavailable. Somebody who's emotionally unavailable, that, I mean, that exists also you could have somebody that you think is emotionally unavailable until you get to that point where they actually have to show up and be available emotionally and you try to you're trying to draw out of them or or, yep. or see their vulnerable side and then they're shut down. They just lock the door. Yeah. And and then there are people that choose to be completely emotionally unavailable. Uh, maybe uh, people that have are afraid of being hurt. Uh, you know, I, I tend to find this too sometimes in people that have lost partners, whether it's lot they've lost a they've lost a somebody they were dating, engaged to, or married to. Um, very often, the widow or widower that 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 can happen as well too, where they just shut down and become so it's a unavailable. Mechanism. Yeah, and I mean, there's lots of reasons that people uh, that people do that, but you need to be able to recognize it and yep. understand it. And part of what Part of what I wrote about today, I can't remember exactly what it was, um, 
Oh, I know what it was. It's a good tie-in though, because it's important. Um, how they were raised is how they will love. Love, yes. Yeah, yeah that. and that that's a big one. And I had a feeling that there was probably not a lot of people that would actually get that and understand that. I know there were some, obviously, that did. Uh, that's a biggie. It's bigger than it looks, and it really ties in here because the whole idea of finding love is really being that person you have to show up healthy, whole, and healed first. But you also have to be willing to look at who the other person is. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is by, by asking questions, listening, and finding out about who they are. Because as a coach, I can tell you this, the majority of the good stuff, the majority of the things that you need to know about somebody to be in a long-term relationship, to be in an intimate relationship, are the things they're not telling you. Sure. Of course. They're the things they're not telling you. That's why you have to pay attention because it's all, it's actions speak louder than words. Yes. History. If somebody tells you about their history, how they grew up, how they were raised, what they were raised with. I know people on here even said to me um, today, they're like, well, I overcame it. I've, you know, I've broken generational patterns. I'm different. I was raised this way, but I'm not that way anymore. You're not changing history. It'd be great if you could. There's a piece. There's, there's a piece, a piece there. still there. Yeah. So I agree. So it's great, and and you sh and I love that there are people out there that are consciously aware. And but at the same time, you still have a you still have a neural tie to that. It is still in your nervous system, and it may be buried. It may you may have worked through it. You may be covering it up, repressing it. Um, you know, I've talked to clients before too that said, yeah, that was my history, but I don't even want to go back and look at it. I don't want to acknowledge it. I don't want to think about it. I just want to move forward. That's not going to help you. You've got to open it up because yeah. usually when you open it up as an adult, it's not near as bad as what you thought it was as a child. Usually, right? And you, Hindsight. Can, you can fix it. Yeah, I do this. So since we're talking about wounds and hurts and, and, and past problems, one of the ones you, you talk about as a top five reason is projecting wounds or hurts on the new partner. So let's unpack that one a little bit. Oh, I got my word in. Uh, because that's always the one where you're where you're sitting there and you're thinking in your mind, oh, that's just like so and so. Right. Or she's talking like so and so. Or right. he just he just lifted his fork like Joe Bob did previously or whatever, right? So but then it goes deeper than that, right? It's, it's much more than just noticing things that your ex did. It's actual wounds that someone hurt you, projecting that on someone, right? Right. Absolutely. Um, you have to come in with a clean slate, and, and that includes childhood wounds, and that includes old relational wounds. I Again, I think people want to move on. Uh, so quickly and, and bunch everybody together, like all men are alike or all women are alike. And, and I think there are some fun generalities we can make, but they're not always true. <laughs> they're fair. not always true. Yeah, it's, but you're right though. There's some generalities. There are some there. common generalities and I will laugh about them because there are yeah, truths to them sure. also. If you can't laugh, then. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, but it is important that you, uh, you heal from that. Uh, past relationship and you get past that wound because bringing your crappy baggage, excuse my language, my parents should have excused my language last night. My goodness, I let loose on my parents at dinner with some curse words. I'm like, I'm sorry, my parents are even cursed. But um, I all I said was crap now. So <laughs> we didn't raise you like that, young lady. <laughs> Nobody said anything. Um, but 
It was that's silent. Usually, it was that's a, a sign. It was right my dad's there. birthday, and I cursed that badly. Is a sign. Um, okay, sorry to digress. I'm ADD. Okay, so uh, but um, if you bring your baggage you know, the crappy baggage from your previous relationship into your new relationship, yeah. you're going to pollute it. You don't need that stuff in the new one. And anybody that you get into a new relationship with this doesn't want that. They don't want your bitterness. And I can tell you more than anything, this where I'm getting all fired up. I hear this a lot. I hear it more from men than I do women. So women, you've got some You've got some bitterness to work on. It doesn't matter what somebody else did to you or what kind of lifestyle you had before with your ex-husband and now you're, you know, here. You you embrace your life. You be happy. You be excited. You be positive. You be grateful to be alive and grateful for the opportunity to find the right person um, because you will scare away anybody of quality if you are complaining about your past. For sure. Yeah, I just. What we that talked about a few recently. weeks ago, was, you know, leave the roller bags at the altar. Leave the roller bags. Leave the roller bags. So Derek says this is a great topic. I struggle with how much effort I need to put into meeting somebody. Um, if I force it, I feel like it's not God's will. Confusing. Uh, that's a that's a really great point. Uh, the thing is, though, is where God's will steps into this, Derek, and thank you for bringing this point up because I think it's great. How do you know the difference between God's will? And your will. And that is, we always know when we're pushing our will. We always know when it's us. When we want something, there's an intuition that goes off. Like when we see red flags or we feel something in a new relationship or hear something that somebody says in a new relationship, but yet we want it to work out. We, we're excited about it. We, we don't we, and I hear people writing stuff off like, oh, I just wanted to, I, maybe I was reading too much into it, so I dismissed it. Those are the things you probably don't want to dismiss. But what we do is we forge forward, um, forward, excuse me, there's my Georgia. Um, then I wonder why Siri doesn't work on my phone. <laughs> um, we forge forward. I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, all my friends are laughing um, that are watching because they are so sick of getting my text messages. They're all discombobulated. <laughs> um, so, uh, but we know when we are pushing our own will because we have that energy that, that God's speaking to us that something intuitively is wrong. Something doesn't feel right. Pay attention to that. But she's so pretty. But she's so pretty. Yes, you she's boys. She's so cute. Yeah. That's a nice segue, though, into into another one that it you is. talk about, which is wasting their time with the wrong person or someone they should have let go of previously or long before where they are. I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about, where we just continue. Like, no, nope, it's going to work. It's going to work. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. And mm -hmm. there's all these flags lined up, yeah. and we just keep going. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, you know, I think one of the biggest things is, too, is how much time do you spend? Because you want to give it the opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. You want to give it enough of an opportunity. I hope after two dates, you don't go, oh, well, because you've talked about it, the third and fourth, sometimes that it clicks. So what is that? When do you know you're wasting your time? Well, when, I hate to say this because there is a fine line between it, um, between this, but you either have a connection with somebody or you don't. And you're pretty well aware if you're forcing it. And, you know, I just had a friend that, you know, this girl checked all the boxes for him. She checked all his boxes, but yet it still wasn't there. But he wasn't willing to let go of it because 
even though he wasn't even she was pretty, he was attracted. He never once, not one time was ever excited to see her, was ne never had that excitement in his voice. You know, when you know, you just have to be willing to look at it, Yeah. you know, yeah. and, um, and it is your responsibility if you have friends that are going through emotions and, and you know that they know that it's not the right person, you need to, to call them out and encourage it lovingly. I mean, we can do that lovingly for our friends. Uh, so it, it doesn't, they don't necessarily need to go to a coach to, to get that. But, but I, I do think that is our responsibility. And it's our responsibility to recognize it ourselves. If you feel that way, you're wasting your time by staying in it. I mean, that, that is time that you could be meeting the right person. Who knows right. if, if God ordained you to meet this person the next day, yet you're still wasting your time with this one person that you can't let go of because you're afraid to let, you're afraid you're going to make a mistake or you're afraid you're not going to find anybody else or you're afraid you're too old. I hear them all. Um, yeah, you, that. <laughs> or you're afraid you're, you know, your judgment's wrong. That's why you get healthy first. So you don't have to doubt your judgment you just trust it whatever it is and yeah. you figure it out You'll later start to listen to that gut yeah yeah uh okay so uh mike jumped in here and said you can't date someone's potential yes that's very smart yes yeah that's good that's a great point yes but it is great to see people's potential because we do need to be able to look for that i brad said it i think last week when People go on dates very often. They're looking for what's wrong with somebody instead of looking for what's right. And so it is super important to be yeah. trying to find the things that you like about them and the things where you you may match with them, the places where you resonate and you share values and lifestyle. And it's great. That's super important. But it's also important to also see reality. So. Yeah, I mean, you have to, right? And if you're healthy and you've right. done the previous stuff that you've already talked about, you'll be fine. It'll be fine. Derek says, it's God's will for me to watch and learn from <laughs> the show. That. I love it. <laughs> it is. You're here. Welcome. Uh, and we're glad you're here. Uh, so, okay, another so what one, else do I have? Another one you talk about is not doing enough to help fuel that relationship with the right person because you're too lazy. So the right person, which I'm going to kind of combine two of them because there's actually six on the list, but we're going to combine it to five. And the other one, to me, that also plays into not getting outside your norm. So finally you get outside your norm and you find that person, but now you're like, yeah, but she's not this or he's not that. And so you just kind of get flat. You don't put in the effort when it really is the person you need. Okay. To so with. you're combining things that don't. So I'm going to, cause I did, I didn't have my list. I came, I came unprepared without my list. Thank God I sent it to Brad. So he had it. So one of the things on the list was that is the wrong people. What does it say? Well, there's one, there's, it's not, it's not looking outside of your norm oh, of what you believe your type is. Thank like you. Getting out of your that's it. That would be my number two reason. Yeah. That's, that's how important it is. That's the number two reason people don't find love is because they have a type. They just stick with it. Get out of your type because if your type was working, you would not still be single. <laughs> I mean, it's so simple. I just but we pause all do a little it. bit. Let's all think about but that. But we all do that, don't we? Yeah. I personally, I don't. I, I, and only because, only because I'm conscious of it now. And I realized a long time ago, thank God, this is what I do for a living. I realized a long time ago that my type was not good for me and that I needed to find a different type. Yep. So um, I stopped rescuing men and I started rescuing animals. It was a much better use of my time and energy. 
You've probably rescued a lot more animals than men too. <laughs> I definitely, well, it's debatable considering what I do for a living, but yes. Um, but, uh, but having said that, you have to know your type and you have to understand a couple things. Number one, why that type is not working for you. So number one, what is the type? Identifying what the type is, which by the way, is coming in my next thing that we're going to be talking about that I'm launching. It's a big deal. We're going to be talking about identifying your type and breaking it down as to all the, all the types that are within that type, identifying your type and then breaking the mold because your person's probably not who you think they are. Uh, you have to break out of your mold to find something different. How many times do I say it? Maybe once a podcast, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. We've heard it a million times. It could not be more true. I mean, at some point, you've got to be looking at what you're doing and saying, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. It's not working. Yeah. Uh, So, and, and so, uh, so. And what I was trying to say was that I think the problem that people run into is they get out of their type and they automatically go into it with this kind of, she's not my type. Right. And mm-hmm. that leads to the laziness and the complacency of not putting the effort into it, which is another big one you talk about. Okay. So let is me not fueling that relationship with the right person because you're just kind of like, uh. okay. So let me, um, let me move, move a little bit more into the type thing, right? Cause here's what happens. Uh, maybe somebody's getting out of a relationship with a certain personality. Let's just say somebody who's a very type A personality. And that type A personality thing drove them madly insane. They're like, I'm never going to get in another relationship with a type A person. They drove me insane. I need some peace. I need some sanity. I need some quiet. I need someone who's not demanding. So they go the complete opposite, right? And that's super common, especially with people that have been married to a type for a long time. They get out of that marriage. And that may be, I I see this a lot, uh, People that are getting out of marriages often that were sexless, uh, they tend to get into relationships that are very, um, they may very often sex with full? <laughs> that usually with probably sex addicts. Yeah. It's, so, they go from one extreme to the next. Yeah. Or yep. they become a sex addict. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so it, it. It happens. Uh, so you've got to watch for that flip to the opposite because at the end of the day, when you're looking for your type, it's all about clarity and getting clear on who that person is, what they embody, uh, what their values are, their lifestyle, their energy, their personality, the way that they treat you, the things that you do together. I mean, there's a whole list of things, but when you're clear about that, it's somewhere in the middle. It's not on the extreme ends of things, not what you want or, you know, what you, it's, it's, it's in the middle. So you find that that's, do you find that that's kind of natural that people go from one extreme and then for a period of time go to the other? Yes. Is that just kind of natural human to go, I don't want that, so I'm going completely over It is. And it's also natural for somebody who isn't healed. That is a true sign of not being healed is when you jump from one energy to the complete opposite. You're doing that without thought. You're doing that without being intentional. Uh, So, and without being aware. So we had a good question. Um, how do you handle it when you meet someone and they aren't for you necessarily, but would be great for a person, you know, that's a tough one. And like, she said, like, we're on the date and you're like, it's not for me, but they would be great for 
so-and-so. I can't tell you how many times this has actually happened. I think it happens a lot. It does. Yeah. And it is a tricky situation. Networking. But amazingly, it works. And here's where I think people do go. So it brings you into that whole point of is somebody for you or not for you moving on. Um, which is, you know, why people can't find love is because they, they don't want to let somebody go. That's not for them. Let's just say you do go out with somebody and you're like, they are not for me, but they are perfect for my friend, Robin. Right. And I just know yeah. they'd be perfect for my friend, Robin. Robin, I've done it before. I'm sure all you, many of you ladies have, cause I've heard it. It's okay. It's okay to tell them, you know, I don't feel like I, I don't think this is for me and here's why, but I can't help, but to think that maybe you might be a match for this friend of mine. Let me show you a picture. Let me tell you about her. I know it's weird. Just acknowledge the weirdness of it, right? Yeah. I know it's weird. I know it's strange, but this is a good friend of mine, and I know her, and I think she might be a good match for you. Very often, those work out, believe it I was about to say, what's been the response when you've done that? It actually, does the actually guy a lot go, of times, Does the guy go, wah, wah, or is he like, oh, seriously? Like, tell me about her. Like is, it, is it usually positive at the end? If the guy's secure with himself, oh, it's go. fine. Yeah, there you if go. the guy's secure with himself, he's fine. He's like, okay, cool. I'll meet her. You know, that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm out here dating. Um, if he's not secure with himself, he's going to take it personally. And he's sure. going to go home and pout and be a baby. Yeah, kick dirt and Don't stuff. do that. <laughs> so kind of the final one, because we've wrapped a couple into that, mm -hmm. into that little deal. But I wanted you to hit this one uh, pretty quick because I want you to get to your cool announcement. Mm -hmm. Um, is playing games and not taking great people seriously. You're just kind of playing games. And right. of course that is so, that can be so many things playing games. Right. Right. But kind of walk us through the playing games and not taking great people seriously when you meet them. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're laughing at, but something just made her laugh on the <laughs> Facebook. Don't text me while I'm doing my podcast. Oh. Okay. So, um, she was a little giddy over it. So, so it might be, maybe I should read that text. So, um, what I, um, what you and asked me was, yes, exactly. <laughs> She's getting really flushed over here. Whoever sent that text is awesome. Wow. Okay. I need that power. Focus. Um, okay. So here's the deal. So people, what was the question? I totally forgot. Just go back to <laughs> playing games. Speaking oh, playing of playing games. Okay. games okay. You said it was on do not okay. disturb. Okay. So here's the deal. Obviously he gets clearance into your texting. God. Okay. Playing wow, games wow, wow. is playing games. Obviously waste of time. This is where we got into the whole waste of time deal. So you're, you, if you're playing games, you may think that you're, you may think that it's benefiting you. You may think like, oh, I've got all these guys on the line. I've got these girls. I'm having a good time. I'm playing the field. You're playing yourself possibly out of a great match, out of a great opportunity. Uh, it's, you know, I just put a post up the other day, again, talking about how precious time is and that we need to value, uh, our time, our precious time, even if it's an hour, Brad, like who wants to go on a date for an, even an hour, hour and a half for dinner or something? Yes, you may have gotten dinner and good conversation, but who wants to waste their time yep. if it's not the right thing? So we've got to be taking our time 
more seriously and our energy and our love. And here's the biggest part of that. I think when we're playing games, what happens is it backfires on us. Well, and, of course. And all of a sudden we wake up one day and we're like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of dating. I'm sick of all yep. the games. I'm sick of all the stupid people and all the ghosting and all the what? Stupid. stupid. It's true because you're playing games with other people that are playing games and it's stupid. So, uh, so that's, that's where dating burnout comes in. So the games will eventually get to you. They will put you in a place where you're lonely. You don't have anybody good. You may have played with the whole city. I know people that have actually had to, they played on all the online dating apps. They've dated everybody of quality in the city and they've, and they had to go to other cities to meet people because they couldn't even meet anybody. In but if they dated game. all the people of quality, wouldn't one of them have worked out? No, because they were playing games. Oh, because they were just being. They were dating around. They, were being they lost out on. They lost out on all of that. Well, so. I sent you an article earlier, and I don't want to get into it, but I just, I hope there's less of that going on because what we're starting to see out there is with the pandemic, people yeah. are taking longer. Yeah. On the phone. FaceTiming, yes. they're getting to know someone much deeper before they even go. And to you the have first a date. unique so opportunity right now because people have slowed down. Yes. Yeah, they have broken thing. bad patterns. Yes, yes. So that's our top five-ish. Five-ish. Yes, and you know the other thing is I'm going to add this one last thing in. Um, Six-ish. It's, it's yeah, <laughs> it's it, but it's to that last one. It's also being lazy, you know, because it, it is really easy to play. It's really easy to just not take things seriously and just have a really, really good time and being lazy to work for it. So if you meet somebody great, the mistake is not being serious and not being present and not showing up and not taking that relationship in person seriously because great people like that, like there's, there's not a lot of them. I'm just telling you in your life, in your life, you'll probably meet a handful of them. If you meet one of them, if you meet a unicorn, don't let the unicorn go. Don't play games. Don't. You're back to, um, you're back to Tommy. Value the value. Value if you have someone with value. Yeah, exactly. value someone with value. You All right. Okay. We got like 10 or 15 minutes, and I'm excited for her to talk about this because she's been working her tail off. Yes, and I have, and I'm has grumpy. Been, and when I say work her tail off, I don't mean just putting in hours. I mean really consciously thinking about how she can help people meet the right people, especially now with all the craziness. And I'm excited for you to talk about this. I do want the people to know right now, we've got a few people out there. If you're watching this live right now, pay attention because it's fixing to get serious with an offer from you and you need to share it with your friends or call your friends right now while she's talking about this to tell them to jump on this live podcast. Trust me, you're going to want to do it. So with that big sort of introduction. That was good. I, that was good, Brand. Okay. That was good. So let me, let, so first of all, let me tell you what it is. Uh, do we have the graphic that we can throw up? It's, uh, it is called Love Gen Select. So that is, that is the thing that I was actually talking about a couple months ago that I was just kind of putting on hold because of the whole pandemic. So, uh, so with the pandemic, nobody really could get out and, with my experience as a matchmaker and as a counselor, but mostly as a matchmaker and observing how all of you are dating, the most important thing when people are looking for love is they need to get in front of somebody, right? And that's difficult, especially now with everything that's been going on. People can't get in front of people. You, you go out 
there's not people available. That's not the scene that it used to be, you're right? Standing behind the plastic. Yeah, barriers. you're you're behind. Yeah, it's everything's. Yeah, it's 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 like a wave crazy and tap on the glass. It's crazy, crazy times. And so, what are you forced to do? A lot of people are forced to online dating, and then mm -hmm. then you're behind a screen of somebody. Yeah. You're seeing what they want you to see. There's a th million other people doing it, so they get to cherry pick what they want. And you um, get into that. Yeah, and Numbers the ghosting game. and all the other yeah. games that go with yeah. that. And then there's that still that whole idea of, and this is where it comes from. You can talk to somebody, you can FaceTime them, you can, you can email them, you can text them, but until you meet them, you never know if there's a connection or not. That's right. That's a tricky little thing. Yes. It's great when there is, but it's not always that way. Uh, so my whole theory was is oh there it is so we need that's the that's the graphic from my website if you go to lovegen.com it is actually on there um so thank you ziggy for doing authentic that authentic people intentional people. dating i know it's hot uh but Sassy. this is all about getting healthy so it's a whole process it's a totally different way to meet people it's all about getting healthy and then the second part of it is meeting people so the first part is getting healthy and the second part is it, online and events where you can meet people, small events, and they'll always be small and intimate. Um, I do love to do parties. I can't do them right now because we can't have that many people, but I can do smaller gatherings. Correct. So here we are. Um, the cool thing about this, and I think I said it last week, is like when you do go to a bar, let's say you go to a bar, sometimes all the people that are at that bar aren't single. Uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get there where people that come and come to my parties, people can tell you they're very intentional about what they're there for and what they're looking for. Uh, because I, I, my brand is love. It's love. For sure. So, uh, so people are serious about it. So the, uh, love gen select is, uh, the first part of it is an eight week coaching course. So the first four weeks are gender specific. So girls with girls, guys with guys, and we do a little bit of coaching. We get clear and it's inner based. Who are you? What are you looking for? What are your needs? What are your patterns? What, you know, what do you need to break free from? What do you need to move toward? So it's getting super clear on what you want. And the last four weeks I'm super excited about because we're still going to do coaching, but we're going to do it co-ed. Yeah, we're going to be co-ed. Co online co-ed. So it's online so there's an opportunity. There's always opportunities. Right. So you, but here's the opportunity and here's what I love about it. And here's how I know it works because I've done retreats. I've done these retreats with guys and girls where everybody's opening up their hearts and they're talking about things that we don't normally talk about. You get to know somebody's heart before you even meet them or date them. You know, whether you want to date them or not. Um, you might find somebody who has all the right answers and says all the right things that you never, ever would have gone for. If right. it would have been an online dating. That's out of your type. It's out of your type. There, it is yeah. helping you get out of your type because you're actually hearing and, 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 and seeing. And so there's that four weeks of connecting with others. And then after that, there's events. So we do, we're going to plan events every single month, fun little things like dinners and golfing and top golf and, um, and happy hours and wine tastings and, and just 
you name it, we got it. Uh, sporting events uh, or watching sporting events. Together. Might do a cooking Since class. If you're not that a cardboard was, person, you can't mentioned. really go to a Ranger game. Uh, so, or we can watch um, Alabama beat Georgia. Oh, you're very, very <laughs> funny. Don't get me all fired up and distracted from talking. Well, I want to jump in here real quick because I want people to also understand the time you've put into this and the thought behind it. This isn't just you kind of coming up with something. That, no. that eight-week course has been on her mind for six months and planning it and guiding it and trying to develop and learning from y'all about your problems and what you've heard and what you need. And we just went through the top five reasons people can't find dates. Unhealthy, number one. Wasting Looking time, for the wrong thing. Looking for the wrong thing. The person they're meeting aren't right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This completely removes all of that. It does. Because if you're going to do select, you're showing your intention. Right. I want to get healthy. I want to take the eight-week course. I want to be better. I want to learn. Then... When you come out of that, you're ready to meet the right person and yeah. you're going to have a chance. Yes. And, and you know what, Brad, the, uh, the other part of all of this is that, you know, throughout the years, not everybody has been able to afford me. And I say that just humbly because I have to charge for what I do. I, I get to charge for what I do. It's a lot of and, work. And not, a, it is a lot of work. Uh, and from a coaching standpoint, but especially a matchmaking, I mean, matchmaking is in the tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, not the average person can't afford it. And I understand that. So I've always tried to come up with another way, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a really challenging, challenging business. Matchmaking is really, really hard. But if you put like-minded and like-hearted people together, you also put a certain demographic and I have a certain demographic that I attract. Um, and luckily they're good looking, attractive, um, fun, successful, uh, um, commitment-minded people, right? And so... Cream of the crop, baby. Yeah, and so I used to do events, and I loved doing them because I watched the connections happen like the constantly throughout the, the events. And so many people hooked up, met marriages, even marriages from them over the years. But I can't do them right now. So the best way for you to meet is authentically, but you also need to, you also want to make sure that you're also meeting other healthy people. And the only way to do that is to give you a little bit of, give everybody a little bit of coaching, give everybody some tools so that they can move in smarter and more intentional and go from there. And I think that's the main point of why you're doing this is because you hear every day the challenges of people meeting the right people. That's mm -hmm. the hardest part is, mm -hmm. and then going through the steps to figure out if they're the right person. Well, this is going to cut all that out because the people that are going to join this and want to be a part of this are already of like-minded of the other people that are in Yeah, the and you get to see them. So, so it's on an online course where you actually get to see the person and you get to hear them. And it's not some big mystery and you're not getting ghosted. You're just not, it's not that same old process, which I don't know about you guys, but I hear from you, from most of you, that you don't like that. You don't want to do the that online gets old. dating. Well, we, if it was working, everybody would be in relationships and be happy. Uh, so, so what we've done. So, so here's the timing of it. So, uh, I was trying to think of exactly the perfect day to launch this, and it's going to be. So, we're going to take signups for the month of September. We're going to start this the first week in October, and the reason why is by the time the eight-week course is over, I time things perfectly. We're right about near 
We're right at the month of December starting. We're right near Christmas, which is when everybody has parties and they have get-togethers, they have functions, yep. they're wanting a date, they're wanting new somebody new, to up. kiss at New Year's. Yep. I mean, and and November typically very quiet month. Um, it's big family, obviously Thanksgiving, sure. big family month. So during October and November, we're going to be doing the work. But still, keep in mind the month of November. Those last four weeks, you're going to be meeting people. You're still going to be online meeting people. So, uh, so I need to wrap this up. So, so launch this baby because I've got this link and it's burning. It's burning. Okay, so Brad's going to put the link up. So here's what we decided to do. So the pricing on this is regularly $8.95. We are doing a huge launch special right now because we want as many people to get involved and get healthy, and, and, and we want this to be available to people financially and physically. By the way, the calls are once a week. The online uh, coaching calls are once a week. Uh, so one hour, once a week. It's your only commitment. Uh, but we're putting the link up. It's only going to be $3.95 for the first 10 people that sign up. After that, it's $4.95. So if you know you want to do it, there's 10 spots. There's 10 spots available link for just $3.95 at the link. What, and it's set up to where it'll cut you off. It'll cut it off. So if you don't get the three, you're not able to do the first 10 special, then you're going to have to do the other one at $4.95. It's just an additional $100. It's still an amazing deal. It's still half off. But uh, this is a uh, this, this makes it a no-brainer for you guys. By the way, my coaching sessions are usually $220 for one session. So you're getting eight. You're getting eight of them. So it's basically $75 a session is what yeah, we figured. So exactly. It's 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 nothing, uh, but I, but, and it's a perfect but it's time. everything it's perfect time. because it helps get everybody ready and it yeah. gives you something because we all need to get out. We all need places to go. We need things to do. We need people to do them with. We need new friends. We need new opportunities. Um, we need to get out of our house. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, right. And, and, and just start living again, but doing it in a safe manner. And this is going to allow it. So, uh, go to lovegen.com. That's my website. If you all haven't been there, uh, go to lovegen.com and you can, uh, click on the, there's a link at the top. Actually, there's a banner at the top that will, uh, that'll take you right to, uh, the page to sign up. Yep. So, and we've got it up on the, on the podcast right now. Awesome. On Facebook live. Okay, great. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks for putting that there, Brad. Okay. If anybody has any questions, let me know. And, uh, I'm so excited that I actually have something that not only everybody has access to, no matter where you are, uh, no matter where you are, even if you're not healthy right now, that's okay. That's what this is for. This is going to get you there. Yeah. And, and financially, if you can't afford, you know, matchmaking, which again, I mean, there's, it can be 10, 20, 30, 50, hundred thousand dollars for matchmaking. Average person can't afford that, but you can afford to have something like this. That's a smaller scale where you have a matchmaker that has quality people that are coming into this. Well, right so. before you wrap this up, I just got to say this. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to come out of this healthy and right. meet some new friends. Right. That's the worst. Right. You're going to get some training from an amazing 25-year-plus veteran in this stuff, and you're going to meet some new friends. That's the worst. Right. Tiffany says she's signing up. I love it. Yep. Girl, that, she's got the best bod. <laughs> Said from another woman, she, uh, she, I, she does fitness for a living. And I mean, she has got the most, she's in, an inspiration to me. She's got an amazing, amazing, uh, amazing figure. So, um, all right. So you heard it here first. Yes, you did. <laughs>
Yes, you did. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm secure with myself. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, so um, we'll be seeing you guys soon. Thank you for joining us here for Lovability Podcast, the Lovability uh, show. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Sign up. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.